Welcome to Heart Sounds, where we explore the spiritual life with the aim of living well. I'm your host, Steve Harper. Well, here we are at episode 10. We've got a lot more to go, but it's still memorable to me to think that uh, even though we've only been going for a short time, this is the 10th program in this series. Uh, I really appreciate those of you who are becoming regular listeners. I hope you'll invite others to listen to the podcast so that they can perhaps join the journey as well. We've got a lot of territory to cover, and we're only in the early stages of it. You can go back and you can listen to any of the previous episodes uh, to get caught up. It's easy to do. We're still in the foundation phase. Uh, We began with some basics. We talked about the soul as a diamond that refracts the colors of the spiritual life, and we named some of those colors. Now we're in a second round of podcast episodes about the universals of the spiritual life, what I'm calling the grand story. It's the story that's older than the world's religions, the story that actually accounts for our hunger of the heart, for our desire to live abundantly, to live a spiritual life. The last episode, we focused on the singularity of ultimate reality, that is, We all come from one source. We find our wholeness in this reality, in God, and we find our oneness as a human family. Today, we want to look at a second dimension of the grand story, mystery. Some of you know that I taught in theological education for over 30 years. It really was a blessing to do so, but there were some downsides as well, and one is that Graduate theological education can so easily become a word factory where professors talk, students read books, write papers, take tests, share in small groups, goes on and on. There's nothing wrong with words per se, but there's two dangers in a seminary environment, maybe other kinds of intellectual environments as well. That is to think that something's not real until you can put it into words. Or secondly, that it's not really personal until you can understand it. This comes, I think, out of a penchant in Western philosophy and theology that goes back 500 or more years to emphasize reason and to work hard on explanations, doctrines, dogmas, which too easily can become divisions. What I've come to call the peril of certainty. I've discovered that the ancients didn't allow themselves to be drawn in to a sea of words and surely not to be divided by them. The eternal Tao, for example, cannot be talked about. That's the very first chapter of the Tao Te Ching. The ancients understood mystery, and they thrived on mystery, and they lived against the backdrop of mystery. What would that mean for us in the spiritual life today? Well, I think several things. It means wonder. It means embracing experiences that are beyond words. You know, we really have these all the time. I'm making this podcast uh, through technology. I can't explain how it works. I know that I can hold my phone and press a button and I can make a recording that's uploaded and, and you can download it and listen to it. I don't understand that. I can't put that into words. 
but it's an experience that I have a couple of times a week, and maybe it's an experience that we have together as I speak and you listen and you respond to me on the Heart Sounds Facebook page. There's all kinds of ways that we experience wonder today. Why, why don't we include wonder in the spiritual life? What's the matter with amazement is what I would say. Charles Wesley, the hymn writer, has a hymn in which he talks about becoming lost in wonder, love, and praise. I think we need that more than we think we do when it comes to theology and religion and, and uh, the various religions. We need wonder. We need those times when we're lost. My wife Jeannie has a little journal on the front that says not everyone who wanders is lost. And that's really true. Sometimes we wander around in order to see the panorama of things, the breadth of things, as well as the depth. A second dimension of ministry is worship. This is our response to wonder. When we're really overcome, if you will, by the majesty and the magnificence of something, we worship it. Now, of course, we ultimately worship God, but I think there's a, there's a sense with a little w in which we worship a lot of things. We, we worship integrity. We, we worship the, 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 the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5. We, we adore these things, if you will, because worship draws us into the thing itself. Ultimately, yes, into God. But worship is also the mark of humility. It's the mark of us saying, you're God, I'm not, which is what Rabbi Lawrence Kushner said so long and so often in his ministry within Judaism and even beyond Judaism. There is a wonder to life that draws us into worship, and that leads us into our work. The, the task that we perform every, every single day, they're ordinary and routine and commonplace, but they take on a dimension of being more than a, a job. Uh, the book of Ecclesiasticus, it's an apocryphal book in the Protestant Bible, but included in Roman Catholic Bibles. There's a verse that says, their daily work is their prayer. Think about that. Their daily work is their prayer. It's not just a job that we go to every day to earn a living. That's important. Nothing wrong with that. But to be able to see through it and beyond it, to the mystery of what we're doing in the work that we're performing. Mystery takes us beyond explanations, but not beyond attractions. I think of George Washington Carver, who, who was attracted to the peanut. He couldn't explain it, probably even after he'd studied it for so many years, but he was attracted to it by the mystery. How many different things have come from a peanut, because George Washington Carver saw things through it and beyond what he was holding in his hand. Mystery, you see, makes us explorers. I think that's what Jesus wanted us to be. He said, ask and seek and knock. In the spiritual life, one of the hallmarks of it is curiosity. Mystery teaches us that convictions are the bedrocks of our faith, not certainties. Thomas said to his fellow apostles, unless I can put my hands in his side and touch it, I will not believe. And Jesus accommodated in that moment to Thomas and gave him what he asked for. But then he turned around and said to Thomas, blessed are those 
who believe without seeing. Who believe without seeing. It doesn't mean we're blind. It means that we don't stop with what the senses tell us. Paul called it being persuaded. It's the mystery of the spiritual life. As this episode draws to a close, I want to thank you for listening. I hope that what I've shared with you today has been helpful. I hope that you'll become a regular listener to Heart Sounds. If you know others who would appreciate this podcast, please tell them about it. Go to the Heart Sounds Facebook page where I support and enrich your listening experience and you can have the opportunity to interact with me as we move along. Be on the lookout for the next Heart Sounds podcast. It's coming soon.